Okay, well then, uh, welcome to the podcast, Raj Martin. Uh, it's nice to talk to you in person. I already mentioned we've been in, in touch via email uh, a few months ago about uh, an application about Glossary Assistant, and um, we'll talk about Glossary Assistant as well. But uh, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your, your background? I'm a, an old IT guy, worked in IT all my life as a programmer, analyst, developer, designer, implementer, testing, babysitting, whatever, on, on pretty uh, complex systems. Um, what am I going to say? In, industrial applications, I could say, for big businesses in, in the pharmaceutical industry and other industries. And uh, then I retired from that or my eventually outsourced all my knowledge to other countries and retired and uh, that's where I am now and my my wife is a conference interpreter that sort of got me interested in my kids gave me a, a nice Android ne a Nexus tablet for Christmas one year a couple of years back and I thought hmm could be kind of interesting to write something on this. It's more of a, a challenge and a bit of fun to write something on on the tabloid. So was it something new to learn? Was it uh, was it difficult to get into programming for Android? Is it uh, is it very tricky or? Uh... It's there's a learning curve for sure. If you if you've programmed, I'd done a lot of programming in C sharp and Windows applications when I when I was in industry. But the, the main problem with any of these languages, whether it's Java or C-sharp or Android, is always the user interface. They'll have, Windows is quite easy to develop user interfaces. The, the, the software development kits are very good for designing a screen and getting it working. Android is not so obvious, even, and even though I have this, a similar application running on uh, PC, which is pure uh, Java, it's all a kind of Java. The once again the interface between the, the the Android app, which is on the phone and the tablet, is quite different in program than the interface on the PC version. Um, so you talked about uh, computer languages there. Do do you have any uh, background in uh, human languages? Uh, are you interested in in foreign languages or anything like that? Well, you see, there's there's where I'm really poor at. I'm I'm lousy at foreign languages, but my wife looks after five of them. So whenever <laughs> whenever I have a problem, she's there to help out. Okay. No, I get I get along in French and German. English is my mother tongue, of course. I, I came from Canada. English part is part of Canada. So French and German, I I get along okay, but I'm far from being fluent. Uh, but it interests me. I'm, I things that interest me on the languages are more things like the the locale, the sorting techniques you require to sort. Uh, if you have five columns, one in Russian, one in Arabic, one in Chinese, one in English, they all require different character sets to that you have to look after in your program to handle the sorting of them. That interests me quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is an interesting field as well. Uh, that's true. So you just mentioned that your your wife is a conference interpreter, and what uh, languages does she work with? 
she her mother her mother a language is is Italian, but she comes from German, French, Spanish, and English into Italian. She's uh, accredited at the EU, and and she's uh, she's she's also a teacher of of languages or of interpreting. I mean, and uh, well well established lady in interpreting, right. Um, and and was it was it her idea that you programmed the uh, the application or when you when you got that that tablet as a as a as a gift or as a present did she say well why don't you write me a terminology yet? <laughs> she didn't say that as much as I said well gee why don't I write you something that you could stop having to carry uh, word documents around and sheets of paper that if you want to. If you're if it's sorted in English and you can't you got to go reprint it if you want it sorted in Italian. Whereas on a tablet we can just push a button and it'll be sorted into your language again. Plus it's very portable. Yeah. So she was sort of already halfway uh, on the on the electronic glossary bandwagon, let's say, and 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 you you were just trying to help her to go, to go the the last mile to uh, to take it all into electronic format. That's right. Yeah, and she had other friends that were doing the the same thing. They they would basically keep their documents in maybe some kind of Excel sheet or on in Word documents. But once they're printed out, they're not very they're very good to look through quickly if if they're sorted in the sequence you want, but not so practical if you're out on the road or somewhere where you you can't do that <laughs> whereas a tablet or your telephone you can if, if you've got the documents or the terminology on your telephone or on your tablet then you can basically do what you want with it yeah that's a big advantage exactly um did, did you look at any other terminology applications when you got started or did did you have an idea that you that you were following how did that work I had a, a concept in my mind of what what I would how I would like to see it work, and I did look at a few. This is we're back a couple of years about now, and there was not much, basically nothing on the market for Android, and most interpreters even to this day are are very heavily into Apple. They like the Interplex. Uh, program that that's well used. I'd looked at that, and I th I thought I can probably improve on that, and uh, that 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 gave me a couple of ideas uh, and and things that I really didn't like that much that I thought maybe I could make better. Interesting, yeah. So you you did indeed look look at the uh, competition, but I think yours is still the only application or the only dedicated terminology application that exists on on Android. I've seen some others. Uh, Anja Rutten, you know her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anja, she does a she does a blog. I've I've seen her announce some other ones coming up now, but they're much more heavy. Uh, they do a lot more things than I really wanted to do. I was looking for something that was very. There is a small learning curve with my application, but I was looking for something that was very fast and easy to use just with touching 
because I know in the booth, I know from speaking with my wife and other interpreters that in the booth, when you're interpreting, you don't have time even basically to, to look down and, and key in things. I think your colleague, you're probably your, your colleague in the booth will, will help you out there. But even then, it has to be something that can be fast, sorting with a touch, searching with this, the minimum amount of keying in of information and a search in the language you wanted. Android sorting, it's incredible how fast these things sort. I, I couldn't believe it myself. If you have a glossary with, with 3,000 lines in it, it sorts like that. <laughs> hmm. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe we can we can take a closer look at the application. But first of all, I noticed noticed that there are actually two separate applications on the Play Store. So there is Glossary Assistant, which I think is the main application, and then there is the Phone Mate. Can you just describe what the difference between the two is? Uh, basically, the the Glossary. The first one I wrote was I had a very nice Nexus Ten, which has an extremely high resolution screen, and. Uh, Very, you can get a lot of information on the screen. It easily shows five columns of of data. You can even show more if if you if you want. On a telephone, with to try and run on that on a telephone, the the user interface was not acceptable to me for telephone use. And I and I I got a hold of some phones and try and and took a look as to what I would like to do. And basically I restrict the, the display on the screens on telephones to two, possibly more. The program when it starts will check the resolution and size of the screen and make a determination of how many columns it thinks it can display comfortably. Typically it's two, some, a good hires and a good HTC phone Well, might might do three columns or maybe even four if, if they are getting into the phablet range of telephones. So, you know, some of the telephones are getting pretty large now. But then the the font could be quite small, so maybe maybe it's a good idea not to have too many columns. Exactly, exactly. It has to be readable. I could get five columns on a phone, but it's going to be in fly fly spec font, so it's of no use. Scaling. Uh, presented some problem to come up with something that I that was acceptable acceptable for phone use, and my wife has tried that out in a factory environment where you're walking around in interpreting for people being shown around a factory, and then it's quite handy to have it on just on your phone, which is light to carry and to be able to search words and look up easily. So the, the main difference, the database behind actually is 100% compatible. It's the same database on a phone, a tablet, or a PC. So if you had a cloud, you could move your database between all of those. Right, right. Sounds good. Um, so that's more of a, of a mobile, more of a, a read-only maybe uh, variety, the phone mate? That, that's, that was the idea. So that makes the overall interface slightly different as to how you select a glossary and how you select your languages on the on the tablet you can kind of do that on your main screen whereas on a phone i ask you to make a pre-selection and then from then on they stay in effect through the various subs uh, 
other screens in the tablet with, or on, on the phone which you switch, which switch through. Hi, Alex here. Reg and I will now talk about how to use Glossary Assistant hands-on. So why don't you pause the podcast for a moment, grab your tablet and download the app. It's free and then you can play along with us. Don't worry, we'll wait. I would suggest maybe because I have my my Nexus 7 tablet here with the Glossary Assistant open, maybe we can just sort of go through the uh, the interface so people have a sort of an easy start when they when they download it and maybe want to to make their first glossary. So I don't know, maybe just to describe what's what's on the left, um, there are a few sort of a, a menu, a navigation menu. We have a few entries there: Assistant in Action, Glossary Management, and so on. Can you just quickly run us through what what these are for? No, if you want, you can start up a new glossary on that if you want, and you can add add new items to an existing one or completely start up a brand new glossary and add items to it. Not something I really recommend all that much, but uh, uh, if people want to do it, they, it's there. the option is there. Okay, I put the, the assistant in action at the top because that's – that's the one you will basically use in the booth or whenever you've, you've done some, whenever you have your glossaries already on the tablet. If we go under that glossary management underneath, that brings up a screen which allows you, if, if you think of... So basically the idea is, let, let's say I have a, a glossary in Excel. I would, I would export it or save it out to a text file. Is that the CSV format or the text format, or what do you recommend people people use? Importing and exporting glo- existing glossaries you might have, say, in Excel or Word, with a bit of massaging into a into the proper format. And I on the website I put a couple of macros that you well, Excel is very easy. You just need to save it as a Unicode text file and and and. Come in. So on that screen, you'll see an area called transit area, and on above you, above that, you'll see glossaries available. And the transit area is basically the download folder on your Android device. And if you so if you've down if you download a a glossary from your PC, if you copy it over by USB or Bluetooth or from a cloud, it will end up in the transit directory. From there, you can just import it. Add it, put it into the your your glossaries that you're going to work about with, which are the ones above glossaries available, and that's a scrolling screen, so you can have many. Okay, so a TXT file, basically. Yeah, the the the, the last three letters will be .txt, but it, it must be Unicode, and that that's an option in Excel for saving a file. Uh, that will be explained on the on my website, the Swiss32.com website. There is a, a bit of explanation about how to create your X file. There's only a couple of simple rules you have to have. You have to have a title line, and you have to have the languages set up correctly, and and save it as a Unicode. Then you. Okay, go ahead, because you, you were going to explain to me, so I'll let you continue. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to to make it as as visual as possible in an audio medium, just, just as a, as a podcast. So basically, what you said is, I'll do the export, and then I'll I'll, I'll uh, transfer it over to my Android device through USB or Dropbox or whatever, and then the, those text files would show up in the transit, 
and then I sort of have to import them into the application. Is that right? Yeah. Once you once you do that on that screen, you'll 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 see in transit. If you click on an in transit file, it will pop up to the top showing it, and then you say. You can then actually take a look at it if you want, see what's in there. So you could view it if, if, if you want. And then you can also just say, load it. And when, once you, when you hit the load reload button, if you say, if it already exists in your main database, it would over, it'll overwrite. It'll ask you if you want to overwrite it or not. Otherwise, it will, it will add it to the, your main database and then it will become usable by uh, other, well, by the glossary, the assistant in action, or by the editor, or yes, well, there are the three, three other uh, screens that would make use of the, of a loaded glossary, or the database. You think of it this way, you have a database with, which is what you're working with, that is the same on the PC, the Android, or the telephone, the transit files are just ways of getting individual glossaries into the database. If you want, you can transfer the whole database back and forth. And you'll see that if you look down at the, the next item on the menu, you'll see initialize database. That's something you have to do at the very beginning to say what are the languages you would like to use. Uh, on my on mine I've put in you can put in up to 10 languages each glossary you load does not have to have it can have one language it can have two languages it can have five they can be in any order that you want so if you had various excel sheets and one has english french german and the next one had german italian french as long as they're defined in this screen that will be loadable into your main database. Excellent. So I can have up to 10, 10 languages. That should be enough for most <laughs> interpreters, I think. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> there's a couple of people on the market that work in a bit more, but think of it this way. Um, they're probably not working in all 10 in conferences all the time, and, and they could always make something up. It's the next one under there called utilities, and that's that's where you can restore a complete database or export a complete database, say to the cloud, to or from the cloud. Once again, it will always go through the transit, the download file, but it will be a, it will be a DB file, not a TXT file. But you would see it if you did a, a file management, if you run your file management program on your Android, you would see that file also in the download directory, and then it's up to you to do what you want with it. That screen also has a, a bit of information about your actual device that you're working on, which if you were to have a problem, I would, I would ask you to bring up that screen. I could say, what version do you have? What's your locale? Uh, I could see, do you have, a, maybe you've run out of disk space. I would see the resolution of your screen, which gives me a clue if you say, ah, something's truncated. I look here, I'd say, hmm, yes, maybe I need to do some work because your screen resolution is giving me a problem. Okay, yeah. And uh, is the glossary editor, is that what I use for uh, creating a new glossary from scratch? Initialize new glossary. 
this is the one that permits you to start something up from scratch on, on the device. So once again, you'll have to just give it a name and a description and tick off the languages that you want in that particular glossary. You may only want two, you may want five, it's up to you. But you would have had to have defined the languages earlier they, so that they show. If you have that screen in front of you, you would have you have check boxes down the, the left side with, I have English, Italian, French, Russian, German, Chinese, Spanish, Arabic. I would check them off. They would then be available. Once you, and all you do is save. That does very little. That just initializes a, an entry in the database. And at that point, you can then go to glossary editor and call it up because now, now it would show as a glossary available. And you would, you would call it up and I'll just bring up one here. You say you you. Yeah, I'm just uh, playing along here, and so I, I had the languages and just made a, a, a test glossary, and it said it's initialized properly. And then I can also see it in the glossary management. So that's that's actually quite straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, and you say view, and you'll see a lot. You you think of a brand new, and you see one line has new, 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 new in it. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. And from that uh, that point on. Uh, takes a little practice to use the editor. It's it's not a super sophisticated editor, but it it will work. As I say, I recommend people do this on a PC. But but pushing on a uh, touching a, a square will bring up that row, and then you can make you can then make changes and either cancel or say okay. Uh, a long touch on a row will give you the option, give you the chance to actually delete that row. Touching a column heading will sort the. This is this is standard throughout the application. A long touch on a column heading will sort the glossary in on that column. And that's standard. That's standard throughout the application, wherever you have multiple columns showing. Add new. What that will do is is just tack five blank lines onto the end of the glossary, to which you then go and touch on, make a touch, and add your data. Then you would save it. Until you save it, none of this is back in the database, so you must not forget to save. Yeah. So you, when you, when you touch on a call, uh, a, a cell, up will pop the cells to do your work in. Then you say, okay, which basically that puts it back onto the screen, but it's still not in the database until you say save. So that's important. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's a little bit of, bit of, uh, learning curve to, to use that screen, but it, it will work. And then also as sort of as a, as an added benefit, you have a web search button on the top right uh, in the top right corner of the screen. So that will just launch the browser with uh, an instance of Google where you can then do some terminology search or anything. Yeah, I think I have a defaulting to. Is it? Oh no, it's Lingui, right? I didn't see that. It, does it go to Lingui? Yes. Okay. It just it just yeah. goes there. It doesn't do anything special. It just goes there and lets you do what you want. Yeah, which is a very popular. Uh, website, terminology website uh, among interpreters and translators. So I think that's a good choice to to put that in a, a very way, a, qu a quick way of accessing it. Yeah. 
Um, so maybe one question to, to finish things off. How do how do I, if I want to use both applications, the Glossary Assistant on my tablet, let's say, and the phone made on my smartphone, how, how would the two stay in sync? Only by your intervention. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I uh, export or uh, I, I just do the, the same procedure that you described earlier. Yes, the way the way I would if, if the way I would do it, I would always export the database rather than well. Th I, I have to keep track of what I've done on the database. If I've added a new glossary on on my telephone, I would want to export the entire database out to the transit area and then or to the cloud or well to the to the download folder then i'd put it on the cloud take it from the cloud onto my tablet or i would bluetooth it over to my tablet whatever but it's basically up to the user to, to keep to look after synchronization okay well it doesn't sound too complicated no, and the fact that I, I let you use the same database between all devices means you really don't have to do anything. It's just basically copies. You're copying from one to another. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, is there anything else we should know about the application or how to how to use it? Uh, no, I think my, the website I created for it is fairly well documented with a a, a pretty decent user manual for the tablet version. The phone version is, there's some modifications there that like indications of the slight changes between the two operations. And then the PC version is one, PC version of course is mouse driven rather than touch driven, but very sim similar actions slight once again a slightly different interface uh, but overall you still have sorting by columns multiple columns you, you select your languages just present it slight as close as possible but slightly different yes that's a, that's a good point actually now that you mentioned it i forgot to mention it myself there is a, a pc version available for a, of glossary assistant yes yes like if you have a, a tablet my uh, my wife has a Toshiba tablet and it runs very nicely on something like that, which is uh, not a tablet, a laptop, <laughs> yeah. a no notebook, which which uh, is slightly bigger than a than a tablet, but still quite useful. And the PC version is easier to maintain a glossary on. Yeah, it's you know you get a bigger screen, you get a nicer keyboard. Well. That's when uh, something something that's extremely nice about Android are the are the keyboards. I think Apple has the same feature. But if I have a column in in German or well, let's say Russian mm -hmm. or Greek, Android it's very easy to to say I have those keyboards available. I just have to touch a button and I switch to that keyboard. So if I'm filling in the Greek column. I get a Greek keyboard. If I'm filling in a Russian column, I, I can just a touch of a button, I get the Russian keyboard to do my typing on. On a PC, yeah. that's a little harder, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. But on Android, it's, fa it's, fa it's fantastic on Android. And I think probably Apple has a similar. Yeah, you can absolutely switch back and forth between languages and different keyboard layouts and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Excellent. 
So that's that's been very interesting. Thank you, Rach. I think it's a, a good way of getting people cool. started with the uh, application. And I think if you're a, an Android user or a PC user, I would definitely recommend, recommend you give Glossary Assistant a try. Uh, and I suppose if people still have questions, they can contact you through the website. That's correct, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Um, but I will definitely make sure to put the link to the website in the blog post for this podcast because it is indeed very comprehensive and you can find lots of information about the app and uh, how to use it. So uh, thank you very much, Reg, uh, okay, uh, for this uh, introduction to Glossary Assistant. Okay, nice talking to you.